can't call what they did. I don't know what they did. Yeah. But it sounded perfect. I gotta give it to the to the drums. Like that's 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 what glue a whole trap record in. <laughs> like <laughs> And we're like, no, no, shoot, keep Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Producer Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CEO Dylan. Karen Tin and Letter L in the building. What's going down, people? What's going down, bro? What's good with y'all, man? Man, just chilling, man. Just chilling, hell yeah. Who we got in the building today? Man, we got, listen, man, one of the hottest young producers in the trap, bro. This man has worked with Lil Yachty, Migos, Young Thug, I Love McConan, PNB Rock, Skipper the Flipper. Hood Rich Pablo One, Gucci Man, Lil Baby, and is also known as Lil Boat's go-to producer. Please welcome to the show Earl the Pearl. Yes, sir. What's going down with you, man? Shit, man, I'm cooling, man. I'm just, I'm living, working every day. Yeah, yeah. So for people that don't know who you are, haven't, uh, aren't familiar with your work, can you tell us about how you got your start and how you kind of reached the level you're at right now? I mean, I came in with Yachty. When he first came to QC, but you still gotta, I still had to like grind basically. Like it wasn't like on no shit like, yeah, since you my nigga, you get every beat started, all the beats go to da da da. Hell no, nah, you just gotta, it takes time. It's a it's a time process, but it's worth it at mm-hmm. the end. Can you walk us through that a little bit for people who might not um, be as close to the industry? Um, you know, what does it look like before, you know, Yachty gets his opportunity? What does it look like after? You know, day in, day out, how are you working with Yachty? And then how does that contribute to your relationships with the other producers in the camp and the other artists in the camp? I mean, with him, he basically was just, he was on his grind. This nigga had a plan. He executed his plan and that shit worked. A lot of people's shit don't be working. Some people just don't got it. This nigga just did what he had to do. He had to leave the state, had to go to LA, fuck with a few niggas out there, fuck with a few niggas in New York. And then he came back out here and established himself, and they found him, and it just all worked. Like, I don't know. Now you you've blessed. known him since like since like ninth grade or something like that, right? Third grade. Third grade. Third grade. Yeah, grade. grade. I've for a long time. So when did y'all start masterminding this whole rap career? The crazy thing is, bro, this nigga was not rapping. Like he was rapping in high school, like on some play around shit, and then. He started getting five. Mm. I was already making beats. I've been making beats since I was like eighth grade. So I'm mm-hmm. 21 now. Eighth grade, that was like 2000. And I don't know. <laughs> 2010 or some shit. I don't know. I've been making beats for a long ass time. But he, I thought he was going, I knew he was going to be famous doing some shit, but I didn't know it was going to be rap. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But. What else is he good at? He was just always popular as fuck. Yeah. Growing up. Yeah. Like. One of the popularest niggas, I know that's not a word, <laughs> popularest niggas in the county at the time. So I don't, I ain't know. It was just, it just happened, bro. What like, part of the city you from? We uh came from uh uh Cobb over there on that side. Mm. So, and then he moved to Atlanta and then he just came up, like he started getting popular. Wait, I'm, cu- I'm curious. So when you say you didn't imagine him being a rapper, like, okay, this dude's definitely talented. I can see him doing something. Cause he, you- could, he could do a lot of stuff. This yeah. nigga was fire taking pictures, graphic design. He was just, he was he had multi-talents. I ain't know rap was gonna be the one that was gonna be like, okay, nigga, <laughs> I finna make over a million dollars in a short period of time. Yeah. So, I was just like, this nigga, he basically got his deal. This nigga signed his deal. As soon as this nigga signed his deal, I moved out of my mama's house. Like instantly. <laughs> I was like 19. 
I said, well, all right, mom, I'm going. Mm. I'm finna have some fun. Finna just start working and I ain't coming back to live with you. Was your mom cool with it? Yeah. 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 I mean, I didn't go to college. So she at first she wasn't, she wasn't mad, but mm-hmm. it's just like it's not the typical route. Like, yeah, if a nigga don't go to school, if a nigga don't go to school, y'all gonna be People gonna be like, uh, what you gonna do for the rest of your life? How much, how much time was it between when y'all graduated and when he got his deal? The next year. So you was just basically at home for a year making beats every day or it was on some shit, man. That shit was it wasn't that sweet. It was on some shit like, you know, it's like you know how y'all graduating, everybody done took the SAT, this and this and that. Summertime is it's it's all lit, shit like that. The next thing you know, see, I didn't, I didn't apply for shit. I mean, I knew what I wanted to do though. I just didn't know how it was gonna work, but I knew I had a little potential. I knew yeah. I could do this shit. Yeah. So, um, nigga, everybody was getting lit. The next thing you know, summer start going into the school year. Yep. My niggas start going to school. All my friends they start going to college to mm-hmm. uh, orientations and shit. Next thing you know, it became August. Nigga, everybody gone. Damn. So I'm fired from six. I used to work at Six Flags. Mm. I'm fired from there. Go ahead and tell that story. Now nah, you don't just get to say I got fired from Six Flags. <laughs> I need to hear the story right, on so, that one. So, so first I was a ride attendant. And by first, the way, here, here's why I want you to tell the story. You don't know this. There's a young producer out there that I stay in contact with who works at Six Flags right now. So they need to hear this story. I mean, shit, Six Flags crazy as fuck. I ain't gonna lie. I can't even. It was fun though at yeah. the time, 2014. Being a young nigga, that shit was fun as fuck. Six, working at Six Flags is like going to school. I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God, it's like your boss is like a year or two older than you. Yeah. Type shit. <laughs> and then the big boss is like 21 or 22 type shit. Yeah. So like, I worked there as a um as a fucking um ah scary monster. The first, <laughs> the, first the first time. So like October, I worked there. And it's like, they got this thing, like, basically you get your job over again yeah. once you work with them. Yeah. You just got to do the shit, but you get to choose what you want to do next time. Yeah, right? So I was um I was working as a ride attendant. That shit was so hell, but it it was fun, but it was just, it was ass. So um, <laughs> niggas was making 725, working <sighs> damn from 9 a.m. They be on some shit where you got to clock in at 9, 15, 9 a.m. And you get off at eight or nine, and in the summertime, be open later, so like maybe 11 or 12. Well, you won't go home till like 12, Damn. depending on what. If you in food, you dead. You got to clean up and shit, but I was in rides. So <laughs> I fucked around and did that, but I seen, it's like, it's other shit in the company, like lockers yeah. and flash pads. They make more money. They wear different uniforms. Yeah. So I seen this girl, she used to work at lockers, but uh, she was like, yeah, they don't just say, they don't take anybody. So I basically like hunted her manager down <laughs> <laughs> for the next season. So that was my 11th grade season when I was working rides. And I, I went to um, 12th grade. 12th grade summer, I was working in lockers. Yeah. And then um, I got fired for basically stealing time. So like- Oh, uh, yeah. So what I was mean, on like some clocking shit, it early? Yeah, I was on some shit like clocking in and not clocking out. And mm. cause they was on some shit like, yeah, you make $8 an hour and shit like that. You don't really got to do too much. But if it started raining at the park, they just sending niggas home. Mm. I'm like, bro, what the fuck am I going to do with like- $100 in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> damn. Like, it was raining. Like, I remember one shit. time when I first started, it was raining for like two weeks straight. I'm like, man, y'all niggas crazy. <laughs> That's all your gas money, just going to work. It I didn't even have a car. Yeah. I just got my first car for my birthday, like 
That was my first car ever. But back then, no, we don't we don't come back and talk to you about that. All right, okay, cool, okay, right. cool. <laughs> so um, so um, I was working there and niggas got I got caught up by my managers. I think it was his wife or this other supervisor that he knew. I was in there talking to her. And then she was just saying, like, I guess she reached out to him and was like, yeah, your, your boy ain't here being funny or some shit. He was like, oh, is he? And then they was like, uh, where, where you at? Um, did you, would you go tell us that you took a break? And then the <laughs> nigga was like, you can leave. So I was in a group message with them. By the time I got home, I was not in the group message no more. Damn. I was like, God, <laughs> damn. So I didn't even tell my mom at first. I told her like a week later. She was like, well, you got to do something. So I, I chose this, or my mom's boyfriend, she like, and this nigga like, he like an old school Atlanta nigga. So he know how to plumb and build TVs and mm-hmm. like a handyman <laughs> type shit. So he was on some shit like, work a warehouse job. Nigga, I worked at the warehouse for one day and quit. Mm-hmm. That oh, shit was God. no joke. That's a real man job. Man. I was like, bro, yeah. y'all niggas crazy. So I quit that shit. Then I was fucking with this girl a long time ago. And then she got me this job at Dollar General. I was working there for like four months. And I got fired from that shit too. Mm. So then once I got fired, he started buzzing. Yeah. I ain't telling him when I got fired for like three weeks. I was lying like I'm going to work like every day type shit. <laughs> Leaving, waiting for her car to leave. And then I'm going back Come home. Back this is the most real <laughs> shit ever, boy. I've been through all that shit. So then, so then. So I used to skip school and shit. So then this nigga, he just started, cause his music was always fire. It was just, this, this one nigga made this video to the song, but a lot of people say, if it wasn't for the nigga making a video to the song, he wouldn't be on. But I don't think that because Yachty had music to back it. Like besides that song, he you had- You talking about what, the One Night track? Yeah, mm-hmm. like One Night wasn't just it. He had mm-hmm. hella other songs that Ice, was Ice fu- Water. Yeah, he had yeah. a hella songs that niggas was fucking with, mm-hmm. regardless of the fact. So. I just caught, like, I guess coaching them eye, and then they seen this nigga perform, and then it was just over with, bro. Once January, February came, they went to LA, I think, for the first time. This is what, 15? Yep, no, nah, 16, just 2016. And then he brought me to QC for the first time. We was all in there. Yes, I didn't know who P was at this time. Like, I never heard this nigga <laughs> in my life. I seen this nigga, he wasn't saying nothing though, he was just quiet. I was like, man, who the fuck this nigga is? And then um, I didn't know that was the boss, basically. Mm. And I seen Coach, and they were just they were just listening to Yachty music, the first shit that he was making at QC. And I was like, yeah, we might really be doing this shit for real, for real. Mm. And next thing you know, he just had hella shows. Goddamn, he did um, he had hella shows in March, April, May. Then we did the Rolling Loud. Then we went on tour with Young Thug. That was the first tour. When but, when during that time did the Double XL cover drop? In the summer. Okay. She always it dropped in the summer. Yeah. It dropped so early this year. Yeah, so I thought I it was like, the summer. Yeah, but um, because I know that was like a. Can you talk about that kind of that experience? That was like a big turning point for him too. Yeah, it was super big. It was just like <clears throat> my nigga made the cover, yeah. and I think I think he made the cover after he signed it or before. I don't I don't really remember that was that long ass time ago, but. I just remember this nigga signing the deal and we I moved out like next day. Like he, yo, bro, I want you to come live with me. I just signed this shit. We out. Like or, instantly. How long? How, I was gonna say, how long after Dollar General was that? Like I got fired in Dollar General like before Christmas of 2015. So like probably six, seven months later. 
Now, was your goal always to be a producer? Is that always, what you always wanted to do? Always. Because mm. um, I always fought with music. I never played sports in my life, ever. Mm-hmm. Never touched a ball. Even when you was younger? Never. I just was in into music, like church, and then band, like middle school. And then they was like, y'all niggas got to pay for band in high school. Mm. It's like, oh, I can't afford that shit. Mm. So I just started making beats. One of my homies taught me how to make beats. And then I just found out that you can make beats, get money, and don't have to go to school. I was like, are y'all niggas crazy? <laughs> so before Yachty got signed, like, and all that, like, were you thinking, like, what, did, you, did you think I you was were going to have to take a different home. route? Man, hell, bro, I was, I was participating in beat competitions mm-hmm. out here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy that some of the niggas that was, I remember a few niggas that, that I was in the competition with, it was going crazy back then. But it's, like, kind of different now. Like, you know Not what I'm saying? Not buzzing as much. Yeah, I was just like, Damn. I was gonna say, talk about that a little bit too, because I know that's one of the things they do. Like, um, I have it was a, all cool though. Yeah, because that's one of the, you know when people first step foot, they want to get you into beat competitions, right? But yeah. then you're down here for a little bit, and you realize, oh, well, there's some other things I'm gonna kind of need to do. So, can you talk about that process and figuring out what you're gonna, you know? It's just a matter of time, bro. Like, ain't nothing gonna come overnight. I was participating in the beat competition because I ain't know if he was gonna get on or not. This was way before yeah. this nigga was he was buzzing in Atlanta, but it was just on some small shit kind of sorta of at first. And then he made that song called um uh it's a song called Little Boat. Or How Many Niggas You Know, get a shit up. Some shit like that. But he made that and that's when he started like buzzing for real, mm-hmm. for real. Mm-hmm. And then um I used to be in them beat competitions. I did a few, like two of them hoes, and I had to pay like either seventy five dollars or a hundred dollars to enter every time. If you say the price, I know which one you did, nigga. <laughs> I I beat daily or some shit like that. That pause. That that sounds, that sounds crazy. That sounds crazy. Oh shit! I catch that. I catch that. One, one has a one hundred dollar price point. One has a $75 price point. It was on some shit where it's like three niggas that's in the industry already or some shit like that. Man, I forgot who the judges was, but I know it was some, one was an old ass producer. I'm like, okay, this nigga, come on, bro. How you gonna have this nigga judging beats? This nigga crazy. I was like, okay, whatever. So, but you know, the crazy thing, this girl, the girl won the competition. If I'm not mistaken, her name was like Higgy Beats or some shit like that. Mm. But huh. she whooped everybody's ass. Mm. Where's she now? I don't know. Here's my real she question. She was fly as fuck, though. Where Where are the people that was managing you at <laughs> Six Flags at now? Still Man. at Six Flags, probably. Them niggas was so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you, wait, have you? So so talk about this for a second. Like, you you in Atlanta, right? And this is a city that's known for producing stars. So now you live in here, and you had all these people that was looking at you a certain kind of way when you was at Dollar General and at Six Flags. How's that feel? I mean... I'm humble. I still, I just be, I don't know, bro. I, I'm humble as fuck. I just be kicking shit. I be cooling. I so still I, like being with my old friends. I, I fuck with Yanni. I live with this nigga. But I'm saying like our old friends yeah. that's like be in school and shit, I still kick shit with them. Yeah. Like every time I get a chance to, I'll pull up back to our side and fuck with him. Yeah. yeah. And you probably got more leeway because you don't have the same face car he got. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I'm so glad people don't, I'm so glad that people don't run up on me. Ah, oh, let's take a picture. <laughs> I don't know how he do that. He never tells nobody no for a picture. Mm, he take every, I swear to God, grown man. Man, we went to the Waffle House the other night. It's these <laughs> old ass niggas. Bro, we went to Waffle House like at three in the morning, four in the morning. Was, plugged, was, like, was DJ plugged in? 
No. It was just it was just these old old niggas, bro. It was like, oh, this little yachty. It was I was like, ass man, pull off. Like nah, bro. Nigga took the picture. He real though. That's a that's a real nigga. I swear to God. So going back a little bit, um, talking about you know your career before you know your big break. What what were uh some of the things like did you ever think about selling beats online? Were you trying to chase placements? I try I try to sell beats online, but I didn't know like when you don't have nothing to your name, bro. Nobody not no one to buy no beats from you. Right. Nobody don't want to hear shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's like. I don't know how to explain it. it was, it's hard as fuck. You, in this industry, bro, you have to know somebody. It's like now, it don't even matter about your talent. You can be the finest nigga rapping, the finest nigga making beats. You can, your beats can sound like nigga Dr. Dre and Metro Boomin at the same time. <laughs> nigga, if you don't know nobody, it's over with. It's over with, right? Yeah. So like, you just gotta just get out there and network. like. Let me. Uh, how important is it to go through that whole process of like struggling and like? Because if, if you don't, if you it. don't go through the struggle part, you're not going to appreciate it later. Mm. So it's like you got to go through the struggle. Like, what were some of the biggest lessons you learned? Just like trying to, you know, people trying to sell beats. Don't rely to on anybody. Mm. Mm. Ever and don't wait for nobody. Don't mm-hmm. just go ahead and say that one and more. Gotta, Shout out my boy Samo. My boy Samo was just telling me that yesterday. Mm. Don't rely on nobody, bro. Don't rely on anybody. And then. Sometimes you might be scared in a in a in a situation that could change your certain situation. Like if you in a studio with hella niggas and you and nobody they, these niggas looking for beats, bruh, you you gotta say I got some beats or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like you gonna get dubbed a million times. I got dubbed a million times. I swear to God, like over uh, so many times. Like when you spoke up, you're like I got beats, and yeah, they say like, hell no. Yeah, I. Sh- Man, I ain't gonna put nobody out, but I was in the studio in QC a long time ago. This before, this before I got on culture. I'm just gonna say it's one of the amigos. This it was it's funny, <laughs> it's funny as fuck. But I was in the studio. He was in the studio with Big Shine in the A room. I walked in there and said, "Y'all niggas need some beats." That nigga said, "Hell no." Nah. I said, oh. <laughs> "I said, oh my god!" But I, that's how I be though. It's like I don't know why it's like that, but a nigga don't want to hear your shit. If you ain't got nothing, I don't know how to explain it because it just, it's just like it don't even be mattering about talent no more. I was I was trying to kind of get you to kind of um, tease out the relationship component, right? And so this whole thing where even though you're there with Yachty, right, you kind of got to still got to. So man, talk about that, yeah, man, nigga. Yo, my placements with Yachty, I got so many placements with Yachty because he's Yachty. But all these other niggas, bro, I'm not their main producer, so yeah. it's a. It's a gamble. Mm. The same way, it's like, nigga, it's a gamble being on little baby shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. you gotta cook that shit up quick. It's a gamble every time. But if your shit hard and your shit just mm, just pass through that bit, it it's in there. You know mm. what I'm saying? Same for other niggas. Like you got niggas like PNB Rock and Gucci and all that shit, bro. These niggas are established artists, and they work with established producers. Mm. But it's like if your shit. If you if you catch them one on one and you can satisfy their ears, pause. That sounds kind of crazy, <laughs> um, nigga. <laughs> I'm saying like they'll fuck with you, but you just gotta you gotta get out there and maneuver yourself. Now, how big is the personality part? You know, like being social and being able oh, to talk to people. Oh, you gotta be social. You gotta be. You can't be all. I'm in a room with some some rappers. I'm. Oh, I feel like I'm too far. No, but you got to be vocal because mm. 
once you start, once your personality starts showing, they personality gonna start showing. Mm. These niggas ain't all these niggas that just be hard as fuck, hard as fuck. They smile sometimes. These niggas be <laughs> laughing and shit. They be joning and joking and shit like that, bro. It just you just gotta just build a relationship with a nigga. Pause and just. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm John Q. Smith in my bedroom in Iowa, right? And I'm listening to this podcast right now, and I'm trying to figure out how to get placement. Earl of Pearl is giving out advice. What is Earl of Pearl going to say to John Q. Smith in Iowa? Move from Iowa, first of all. First and foremost, move to Iowa. Move I wouldn't him. say move here, because this shit is oversaturated. But mm, that's a good one. I say move out of there for sure. But um, So get to a place where it's popping. Yeah, get to a place where it's popping. I say, don't move to Atlanta, but just come out. Yeah, move to Atlanta. Come out here and just maneuver. You got to go to these clubs and all these little lower events, like um, shit that be at like Masquerade and mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, fit in a big artist, fuck with the the the, the little artist because they're going to get big eventually. Yep. Yachty was like that at the Masquerade and shit like that. Mm. He had a few shows out here that wasn't just... <laughs> Selling out crowds, yeah, that's how it be in the beginning. You, and just you gotta, never know, you never know who they cool with. Exactly, you never know, but everybody in Atlanta knows somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, everybody, real. true, everybody, white, black, Mexican. Yeah, I know an engineer. Introduce me to the engineer. That nigga might know Migos manager yeah, or some shit. Yeah. And then you just get connected like that. You just gotta. You can't be afraid to talk. Mm. Now, one thing that I always hear producers say is that get with an artist and build uh, build a relationship with that artist, and you guys want to start up from the ground up. And that's kind of that, what you do. It ain't that with. easy. That that sounds cliche to say, but mm-hmm. well, go ahead and elaborate on that. It's just like you have to really put your finesse on. Like you really gotta, not in a bad way, but not like trying to use a nigga. But you just gotta just you gotta do what you gotta do, bro. Because yeah. at the end of the day. Everybody got families. You got a family. You got a family. You got a family. I got a family. Everybody got to do what they got to do to support their family. So you got to take this shit serious. Tell John Q from Iowa if he not going to take this shit serious, he mm. might as well stay there. Mm. You know what that's, I'm saying? that's facts, though. Like, I be joking and playing around and shit, but when it comes to this music shit, I don't be playing around. Because mm. it's, it's a lot of money in this. I don't do it just for the money, but you need money to fucking live. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? And move around and do the things that you say you need to be, exactly. be where you need to be at. Exactly. Right. You got to invest in yourself. I got to stop using these cheap ass sound kits and Preach. <laughs> all these 2012 Lex Luger YouTube link <laughs> drum kits. Man, y'all niggas better invest in yourself. Get y'all some good VSTs. All that Nexus shit. I mean, Nexus is the first. That's like, that's the godfather. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> but no shade to it. I don't, I don't use that shit no more. But like, that's man, get you better invest in some honesty. Do you feel like people out here really putting their time into to get better? Yeah. I think I think niggas is getting I mean, it's just music is changing. You know, yeah. it takes three sounds to make a beat. Yeah. With the um the on me beat, it was like, besides the drums, it was too like synths and shit. I just gross beated them hoes and <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's put a five eight oh eight to it. Well, I had a sub bass. Actually, I didn't even use eight oh eight, but Sub, bass, kick, clap, easy. It just be changing, bro. It ain't that. You don't gotta be. Yeah. On your shit, like it. Time change. So besides putting the time into perfecting your craft, what's another good thing to spend your time on as a producer? Man, networking. 
Mm-hmm. But I say you got to get your, you got to sit down and get your craft right first, though. Before you even step out of the crib. Hell yeah, you got to make sure your sound is it. Because if it ain't, a nigga will tell you fast. Like mm-hmm. if you, if you, now let's say the, the opportunity presents itself, you in the studio with Yachty. And they're like, yeah, bro, come to the studio, goddamn, play these beats. You play that shit and that shit suck. They gonna look at you like you crazy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta practice your craft. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. You can't just be out here just living the life and not doing what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? You gotta do what you gotta do to live the life. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. So before we get into the overrated, underrated segment, I just had a couple of questions. One comes from IG and my man James Minor 911. He asks, um, what are your, no, that's not the one I want to ask. I was supposed to have this one ready. Here we go. It was the same one from the same guy. He said, have you ever had any um, conflicts working with an artist in the studio? Nope. It's because my, my personality is not on no crazy shit, but you can't, you got to, you got to remember, you can't be, I don't know how to explain it. You just got to be humble and you got to just talk to a nigga. You got to come clean to a nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. You can't lie to a nigga. If the shit suck, you got to tell a nigga. Or it's going to be on your beat. So that brings me back to this. So you've never had to tell, you never had to have an artistic conversation with Yachty? Yeah. Okay. I never said that shit suck, but he'll be like, you fuck with this? I'm not a yes man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to have my nigga out here looking crazy. Yeah. So if that shit sound, I'm like, yeah, nigga, that shit sound hard. If it sound hell, I'm going to be like, you. (laughs) Sounds pretty hell. (laughs) (laughs) And he'll, he, we gonna laugh it off yeah. and he'll go back in there and do what he gotta do. And same for me. If my beats is hell, he'll be like, nigga, that shit suck. Yeah. And then I gotta go back and get right. I mean, I ain't, had, I ain't heard that in some years, but yeah. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's just really, you just gotta know the artist that you're working with. And then the last question before we get into overrated, underrated. So you've known Yachty for a long time. Mm-hmm. When did he start doing his hair like that? High school. So just, this nigga had black braids at first. All right, so I'm gonna tell you a story about this shit. Real inside scoop, man. All right, so this nigga had black braids. This nigga mama made him cut his braids because he got a job interview at McDonald's, bro. I remember reading about that. Yeah, I said, bro. I'm just laughing because, like, for whatever is to be said about young black men in America, like it's obvious y'all come from some good upbringing. Y'all got some good people behind you. Y'all had to go work. All that. All these stories like matter. I said, bro, y'all niggas crazy, but my nigga had to cut his hair. I'll never forget that. Came to school to, to low, with a low fade, like, lower than that. Ball fade. Not a ball fade. It was, like, even all around. He never was a ball fade type of nigga. It was just even all around, but it was, like, kind of low. Yo, roasted him. It, it didn't look crazy, but it was just like, damn, it took you a long <laughs> like, time to grow braids like yeah, that. Like, he yeah. been had to. It was longer than it is now, but I guess hair dye kind of fucks it up. I don't, I don't know. So, um... So I guess this nigga got suspended on the last day of school, if I'm not mistaken. That same year when he got hired. And when you get suspended on the last day of school, that shit carries over to the next semester, yeah. next school year. Mm. So that first week when you were senior, I guess it was like not spirit week, but like, I don't know, some shit. And um, he had an afro again. And um, his mom was just like, he couldn't come to school for the first day. He came to school on the Friday. Friday was like all white day or some shit. And this nigga was like, he just dyed his hair red. His mom told him to dye his hair red. So he had a red afro like that size. Mm. And then 
he rocked out with it. And then it eventually grew to little braids. Then they grew to like right here. Then they grew. And them hoes ain't never grew again. But they be, they like, they, <laughs> it just depends how they, they do his hair and what style they do it in. It, it be long, but yeah, he been had the braids. He, he seems to have had a sense for everything matters. It's not just the music. He he seems to have understood that from. Yeah, yeah. you gotta, you gotta be. This one thing he always tell me too, because I don't, I don't like doing other shit, but making beats. But he always tell me that you gotta do other stuff, because you never know where you're gonna get. Like this nigga do Sprite, Nautica, Target, all this other money besides rap. So it's like it can all. It's 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 a good thing to know how to do more than one shit. Have any of your beats been in any of the um, commercial opportunities? Not yet, but we got one coming up. Okay. Oh, that's right. gonna be lit. Yeah. All right, so we got Earl of Pearl on the Producer Ryan podcast, and he is about to play overrated, underrated. As you know, we present you with five topics. We simply tell you the topic, and you tell us if you think that's overrated, underrated. If we think it merits more discussion, we'll ask you about it. So we have Earl the Pearl in the overrated, underrated segment. Earl the Pearl, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> overrated, underrated, FL Studio 20. <laughs> It's gonna be way over. I don't know. Under, mm, I don't want nothing to do with it. FL Studio 20? Yeah. 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 I'm good on that. Stick to 10, 11, and 12. So you ain't even seen the beta? You ain't seen none of the new demo videos? Mm, I'm good. This shit, this shit sound way overrated. I'm good on that. All right. Um, overrated, underrated. Moving to it, ATL for music. Overrated. But you just said I know, but it's overrated though. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I contradicted myself, but so explain up. the contradiction then. I mean, it's just it's overrated because niggas gonna niggas do that, but you gotta do that. Some sometimes you gotta move and get closer to the promised land, I guess. I don't know. Where the action's actually happening. Yeah. What so you what you think is an easier move? Atlanta or LA? Atlanta. Well, yeah, because the price and difference and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. What about networking? Networking in Atlanta, LA, any Atlanta there? niggas is southern hospitality out here. True, LA these niggas think these niggas think they so far out there. Mm. Like I don't know, it's it's different out there in LA. Like I like LA to travel, like be out there for like a week. I can't be out there for longer than a week. I would never move to LA. Niggas mm. lose they sauce and they they whole swag when they move out there. I ain't gonna True. say niggas lose their shit, but niggas definitely don't be as focused as they would be if they were in Atlanta. Mm, I makes say, sense. Makes sense. I know. When I get out there, I be focused, but it just be, it be kind of weird if I'm out there for too long. You know what I'm saying? I be like, I got to get back home. So yeah. What's the next one? Overrated, underrated. Rap snacks. Underrated. Them hoes is so good. Like, too good. But they dumb salty. Dumb salty. <laughs> but it, it, it's extremely flavorful. What's your favorite flavor? Oh, no. It'll be cliche to say the uh, Yachty hot cheese fries, but... I fuck with the dab of ranches. <laughs> Product placement. Yeah, probably, yeah, I don't know. Rap snacks, man. If you want to rock or just let us know, man. <laughs> It'd be extremely cliche to say that, but um, I'm really fucking with boosty shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Them hoes is hot. Them hoes good, though. Yeah, them shit's good. Them hoes good. Carrington, what's your favorite flavor? I ain't never had them. What? Damn. Nigga, open them. Eat them. Oh, I'm good on those. <laughs> My stomach's going to hurt. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dylan, what's your favorite flavor? Romeo B. Honey, uh, or the that's barbecue. Yeah, yeah, the Romeo, I I had, the I Romeo Miller barbecue. Joint. See, I probably throw that on those, but I don't know about hot cheese fries. I, I don't think it's just like hot fries. 
Don't sleep oh, like on don't sleep on the fabulous deli joints too. Yeah, those, those cool too. The yeah. cheddar I, deli. I never, yeah. cheddar I never had it. Yeah, Shout yeah, out yeah. to K. He the one that even put me on the rap snacks, man. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Overrated, underrated. Home studio spaces. Underrated. You got to start somewhere. You got to. Nigga, I ain't come up. Nigga, my first studio, real studio, was QC. That was like, yeah, it took some time to get there. You mm. know what I'm saying? So I was in my mama house. Well, apartment in my what'd your, room. What'd your, uh, your, your setup look like when you was living with your mom? Nigga, my bed, <laughs> my fucking, uh, the fucking, the bed. I used to have this little table shit. I had Logitech speakers. <laughs> oh, snap. The pretty speakers and a mouse. What was your first set of real monitors after those Logitechs? I just bought my first pair of real monitors. Um, Yamaha. Mm. Just bought them in like January or February. Eights? Not nah, the biggest one. Oh. You had an interface when you was with your mom? No. I never <laughs> knew nothing about an interface until so I started fucking with DJ DeVarell. What about crazy. your beats? Did your beats, do you feel like when you go into a different environment, your beats change up? Just like it's um, a whole different energy. I just be on some shit house. like, yeah, I, I, like, I like making beats in private though. Mm. But I, I like making beats when people watching too. Because it's like, that's your chance to be like, oh shit, this nigga mm. is fine mm. in real life. So like... Uh, it's both. I like making my beats. I like making beats in com- like if when I'm comfortable, mm-hmm. like and then comfortable. Like if I'm comfortable in my own room or house, I, I like it like that. Or if I'm in the studio by myself. What about when you're in front? Like like you say, when there's a bunch of people in the studio. When there's a bunch of people in front of it, it's 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 no pressure, but you feel it though. You feel niggas looking at you like when you. And I hate I hate and I'm making a beat in the studio and a nigga that don't know. I ain't going to say don't know, but don't do music. Be like, hey, bro, you should uh, like, <laughs> Go on somewhere with all that shit, man. I always feel pressure to get to the 808s faster when I'm yeah, making beats in front of yeah. me. Because it's, people, like, it's people, boring to people until it gets in there. See, I'm real melodic. So it's like, it's different. Like the 808s, it's cool. I like fucking with the melodies, though. Because when you make the melodies, it's like kind of a structure of the beat, really. Mm. What a nigga going to say to it. Especially if somebody rapping auto tune, it's the melody that you that you that you bring to it. So So that has to be a challenge, right? Because you just said and we kinda experienced this, hey, there's a limited amount of instrumentation that these rappers are wanting to track. Yeah. But you still gotta be melodic. Yeah, right? you, you don't have to be melodic because some people just like some niggas, I remember when I first started working with Baby, I swear to God, that nigga was like, but don't play me none of that melodic shit. <laughs> I'll never forget that. But that's before <laughs> he like knew his his real sound, like this when he first started, he was like, bro, I'm a dope, brother, bro. Don't, don't, don't bring that shit over here, bro. Yeah. But that's my nigga, bro. I fuck with that nigga. All right, last on overrated, underrated, V-Lone. Overrated as fuck. It's so, it was five when he first did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but everybody would. I mean, that's the goal, I guess. But when it was exclusive, like when certain rappers was getting it, it mm. was it was fire. Mm. I mean, that shit, it's whatever, bro. It's 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 really it's I ain't gonna say underrated, cause everybody has it. Everybody has it now. I just I'm just gonna go ahead and say overrated. What's some brands you rocking with? It depends. It really depends. Like I ain't just finna just pop out in anything, you know what I'm saying? Unless it's on some studio shit, I might Sweats, hoodie, some shoes, and rock out. But we going out somewhere. I'm going to look nice. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not going to pop out with anything, though. Mm. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Now back to your melodic, uh, how you make beats very with a um, like, and you take the melodies first, or uh, yeah. What music do you listen to outside of rap, or things that people wouldn't expect you to listen Man. to that influence your music? Because of Dollar General, bro, I started listening to um, pop music. So it's like at first I couldn't stand Taylor Swift and Katy Perry and none of that other shit. I didn't like to diversify myself. If mm-hmm. That's a word if mm-hmm. I said that right. But I ain't like that shit. But it's like that Dollar General, they wouldn't let you listen to <laughs> hip hop or uh, R&B or old school or gospel. You had to listen to the top, what basically 96.1 mm-hmm. or 98.5. Mm-hmm. So, um, nigga, I'll just listen. if you listen to that shit every day, it's gonna be in your head. All those melodies aren't the same on every song, just different chords and shit like yeah. that. So it's like when, once you get that down pack, I'm just in there stocking deodorant, listening to Taylor Swift, knowing these words fluently. Like <laughs> I swear to God, I know so many of those songs just because of that job, though. Like, what about now? What are you listening to now that people wouldn't expect? Same shit. Really? Still same listening? shit. Same shit. I love that type of shit. I mean, I like um, mm, man, I like old school music. Uh, I like I ain't gonna sound like everything. Like I hear listening to country, except for um, matter of fact, you know the Walmart kid. Yeah, the oh, backpack the, kid. The he has a song, not the backpack kid, but the Walmart. The yodeler dude. dude. Man, he got a song. This nigga just got signed to Atlantic Records. He got a song that they put out. That and that song is, is hot. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's a country song. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know Atlantic do country music. Man. They do money music. <laughs> <laughs> they overrated. You should add that. Atlantic Records is very overrated. Mm. I'm just saying. They sign any and, and everything. If you come out with a dance. Well, hold on now, sir. I'm going to ask a hard question of signing anybody. Go ahead, Charlamagne. You, you guys have a relationship with Bad Barbie. And she's taking a lot of criticism. Some people say, hey, she's better than people think she is. Some people think it's all fluff. And a lot of people put that in that category. That's not me hating. I'm just saying this is what people are saying, right? Mm -hmm. So how would you respond to that? I mean, I'm going to respond to it like, that's his friend. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I never never had a problem with her, but I never really met her like, hey, yo, bad baby. uh, I never really met her for real. I seen her a million times. Is it bad baby or bad Barbie, Dustin? I think it's bad baby. Bad baby, okay. But I never seen her. I never, like how we talking right now, I never just had a conversation with her, so I wouldn't know if she's cool or not, but her music's straight. It's just like, nigga, that shit hot. It is what it is. You can't deny it. It's just like, she got fans. Her ass doing, she got a tour right now, going. She's had a show in Atlanta. I think it was sold out. Damn. So if you if you able to sell out, it's whatever. How I'm, big is social media? Like how big is that? Super big, man. People work with niggas based off their Instagram look. I swear to God. That's real shit. If you got a chain, watch, certain type of car, or if you just got the blue check in your bio, niggas is automatically gonna come to you. Likes, follows, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Likes, followers. It just, I don't, bro, I told you it's not about talent no more. So when it comes to marketing yourself as a producer, you know, where does all that kind of, I don't say fluff, but where does all that extra stuff fit in? I mean, it's it's all the same, kind of. It's like, you just got to look the part, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Like, especially if you're starting to get money, you know, if you're starting to get money, you're not going to be dressing the same way you was when you was broke. Yeah. Especially if you if you made a hit, you're going to buy some jewelry, you're going to buy a car. Mm. Go and buy a ring or watch. It's just, it's just I don't know why it's like that, but people do that. 
Morello said that um, he said nobody was taking his music serious until he went out and bought Mad Chains. That's prime example. Uh, um, a fairly well-known trap record label. Well, hold um, on, no, hold on, because back to what you just said. When you walk in a room regular with nothing on, niggas is not looking. I swear to God, or they 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 treat you a certain way. When you walk in with a watch or a certain type of clothing brand on or earrings or a chain, man, a nigga look at you different. Like, they'll kind of gravitate gravitate towards you on some crazy shit. Mm. Like, I'll be peeping all that shit. I now, you mean like, like common people, industry people? Both. Both. Especially now, common people, though. How do you filter out? Because you know it's a lot of people always wanted to come to you. So how man, do you stay? I, I know what's food gazing. I, I know I know what's, what's cap and I know what's not. You <clears> know <throat> what I'm saying? So, I can see right through that shit. But you got some people that's out here that's really fooling niggas, that's just using niggas. But other than that, I can see right through that shit. Yeah. I, I saw online that there was a label, um, fairly well-known trap label. Um, and they said they're going into record um, label meetings with their artists. And they're looking at the social media following. They're measuring what they see. But they're not even asking to listen to the music. Because <laughs> it's like, it don't matter about the music, bro. It's like Man. streams now. It's like, long as your shit... If your shit can stream over 50 million on Spotify, that's a gold record. Because if it's doing 50 million on Spotify, it has to be at least doing 10 to 15 million on Apple Music. Mm. And then at least 5 million on Tidal. YouTube, and then all that shit. YouTube, yeah. YouTube might be 60 million. So all that together, nigga, that's gold, maybe platinum. Well, mm. 100, 100 million on, on um Spotify, probably platinum, 100, 150 million. Because if your shit is at 150 million on Spotify, it has to be at least... 50 million on Apple Music. Because mm. a lot of people don't fuck with Spotify. I fuck with Spotify because that was the first thing I had like a long time ago. I don't like, I don't really fuck with Apple Music like that. Like, it's cool, but it's just like I already had one. So it's like mm. I don't need the other, but mm. it's whatever. Do you get paid from them directly or you get paid from your PRO? Um, I don't get paid from... Because I you go through... As an artist, I'm not an artist, so yeah. I get paid through the other way. Okay. I get paid... From advances from record labels and the back ends with the royalties and shit like that. Can you talk about advances, kind of how the advance game works in general? Man, hire a good attorney. That's all I can really say. If your attorney is shitty, your music career is going to hell. Mm. Um, pay that lawyer. You got to. You have to. If you don't got no lawyer, man, I seen a man, my lawyer afforded me a contract one time, like just to, man. You're not going to read all that shit. I ain't understand none of that shit. Yeah. You have to hire an attorney, bro. It's like, a whole different language. Man, what? That shit look like some crazy shit. So what's it uh so what's it like are you still independent? Yeah. Yeah. So what's it like, you know, being, you know, at QC, you know, working with everyone where they're signed to the the major thing? Like what's it like? Is there any differences or Nope. No differences. It's just like when it's time to get paid, you get paid, basically. Mm. You just gotta have a strong attorney. Mm. That's just but they but QC is family though. Yeah. But you just but when you're dealing with other people, see when you're dealing with other people, it's kinda harder. You just gotta have that strong attorney that just know everybody, everybody's attorney in this game. Mm. And then you gotta have an attorney that's gonna get down to business. You can't have no weak ass attorney, bro. Or they're gonna be the other person is gonna be fucking you over, basically. Kinda mm. sorta. Maybe. But you just gotta have a strong attorney that's just going in there with that mindset like, my client want this amount and we're demanding this amount and you can't get this beat if you don't give us this amount. Mm. Cause you gotta remember, you gotta get your amount 
but you got to pay the lawyer too. Yeah. So you have to make it, you got to do that shit. You got to have an attorney. Have to. It's huge. We uh, got this seg- uh, series called The Um Factor. Told you a little bit about it. Oh, back, back, and so for 30 seconds straight, without saying um, pausing, uh, or anything, we want you to talk about the craziest change you've seen in the studio or just in Atlanta. Starting when? Just... So I got you. So on my timer, right? Just You mean like starting when? Like starting now? Just tell me when you yeah, so I got Yeah, so I got your timer ready. So you... All right, whenever you're ready. Three, two, one, go. It was last year at Takeoff's birthday. He had a... QC, he had a dinner, not a dinner, but a a function type thing at QC where his family was there and Migos there. The whole studio was there. And he had this chain. He had the, the chain like the the NASA chain. I seen that shit. I said, y'all niggas is that's the that's the craziest chain I ever seen in person. Five, Besides, Yachty has some crazy chains too. Three, but that's two, that's that's always though. One. He always had one. Oh, the pearl has passed. <laughs> the um factor. Y'all said change or things? Change. change. Oh, really change. change. I thought you said stalling. what's the craziest things you've seen in Atlanta. Well shit, what's the craziest things you've seen in Atlanta? Or in the studio, just period, just being in the industry. Um man, I've seen a lot of money in cash before. Yeah. Like a lot. Over a million? We're, I ain't gonna say over a million, but it was it was in person, like not on no watching TV or movie shit, yeah. like on the the table where you make the beats at. Mm-hmm. That's the, the shit in, man, a nigga said. I said, man, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. All right, so one thing I know I want to holler at you about. Um, um, I got a friend of a friend over there at uh, at QC, and I and I texted him just to see if he knew who you were. I mean, you know, everybody knows who you are, but um, my man K Supreme, man, I just highlighted him real quick and just to check on y'all's relationship, man. He said he said that's my bro, but we ain't got in to do no music yet, man. So I just wanted to see if we could talk about that for a little bit. Because he like, all right, so that's my nigga, but he he handles his own sound. Oh, okay. He makes his own beats. Oh, I didn't know that. Most of his beats he make by himself. You know what I'm saying? Or with like a little help, maybe with my boy Bangs, but. Other than that, he make his own sound. So it's like, do you really need another producer when you make it? He raps That's on his true. own beats. That's true. You you remember that? Uh, but he rapped on one of my beats like a long, 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 long time ago. You know that drama with Russ and Metro Boomin and everything. You remember? Did you hear about all that? Yeah, I heard about it. What the nigga say again? <laughs> I don't know exactly. <laughs> he what he, just he like, said. He said. What he say? Well, he was just saying how he's constantly getting these beat packs, and he mm-hmm. said basically nine out of ten, every ten beats I get are just whack. No, nah, he said he said the reason that music is whack today is because of the producers. He said the producers are making whack beats, so artists are rapping over whack beats, making whack songs. That's what he said. Like, he produces, engineers, and mixes and masters all of his own tracks, and he creates his own sound. I didn't even find that out until after he said that too. Uh, but good for him. Like, <laughs> we don't we don't give a fuck. I mean, I know I don't I don't give two shits about him. But um, <laughs> what I'm gonna say? Um, no fucks were given in that opinion. This nigga, he just. I don't even know what to say. I mean, Metro really said it for everybody, for all the producers. Fuck them. I mean, what? Is, I don't know. He just. But who listens to Russ? Have any of y'all niggas? Yeah, I actually song? listen to his Russ. I listen to his album, the one he debuted. That shit is hard. I like it. I've heard a couple of his songs, but I don't go out my way to listen. I knew to who he was, exactly. but I hadn't heard his music. Nah, for real. His his new album is dope though. Like his the it's really a wolf. I really fuck with. So it. does he rap? Does he sing? It's kind of it's kind of more mainstream. Um, but he does rap. He definitely does rap. He definitely can't rap. What would you compare to an artist? I don't know. I couldn't mm. really compare him to anybody. He kind of just has his own little thing. Mm. 
Just go, I would just say just check it out and then mm. form your opinion. Mm. <laughs> we see like the whole producer. I'm offended because really the nigga said he said he just said most of y'all. I mean, I'm I'm not I, I'm against overgeneralizations. Mm. That's like saying women are women get on my nerves. Like, well, not every woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, not every <laughs> produce. Like, bro, you just you just put a general sweep on all yeah. producers. Yeah. Like, he was probably just trolling, yeah, trying yeah. to get trying to get a meme po- repost on all these accounts. I don't but, know. Cause I, I don't think that's true. These beats that's been coming out lately, these old they they've been fine. I fuck with them. From Migos, Metro to Drake to what's some of the hottest beats you heard in the last couple of months? And who made them? Man, let me see. Pierre Bourne on this last Cardi shit that just came out, but these beats is so crazy. They so they simple, but like so far, like he didn't. I told you it don't matter about which having, song did he do for the Cardi. Damn near the whole album. Playboy Cardi, not Playboy Cardi. Cardi. B. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Playboy, okay. Cardi, okay. Playboy Cardi, Playboy Cardi, Playboy Cardi. Who's you thinking? He was thinking Cardi, Cardi, Cardi B. Cardi B. Oh, oh, no, oh, oh, nigga, that's my that's my nigga though. But him, Thirty Rock for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cheese, Thirty and Cheese, yeah. This nigga Thirty is crazy though. This nigga Thirty. <sighs> That's my nigga though. I say right now though, cause who was making beats right now? Shout out oh, my boy Cheese. Murder. Yeah, murder. Yeah, oh, murder. Yeah. Yeah, murder he was murder. just talking about that dude earlier today. Yeah, murder going stupid. Yeah. Nigga, murder is hard as fuck. Murder and my boy OG Parker. Yeah. Um You see they got murder on an 80 foot billboard in Toronto. Yeah, I saw that. That's five. That's his city too, right? That's where you're from. Yeah. yeah, that's five. Producer goals. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, who else right now? It's a lot of niggas I can't think. What uh, about artists? Why? Mm, I don't really. Right now in Atlanta, for sure, Lil Baby and Gunna. Right now, or well, makes sense. Top yeah. two. Yeah. Like, that's no question. Now, what about Lil Baby's new project? You got what two joints on there? I got two songs on there. I got a song called "Never Needed Help." Um, That's the one that they already dropped, right? That shit had leaked, actually. That shit was fire. I didn't even know you did that. That's Man, fire, bro. That shit is crazy. It's that and oh, let me see. Mm, song called Fit In. They both hard. So, hell nope. yeah. Was so talk about the process? You just in studio with him, just regular normal. I mean, shit. he be he be he he on now, so he's gone. Yeah, he's on his on the run where it's like. He got shows every damn day. It's so it's like, you got to catch him when you can, or you just send the beats to his email. Mm. But I ain't locked in with him in a long, long ass time. Long time. So I just sent him the beats. And the next thing you know, I just heard this girl playing that shit on Instagram. I'm like, that's my beat. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm thinking like, maybe she fucking wanted his homeboys or some yeah. shit. He, he might have sent it to her. Next thing you know, I heard somebody else playing it. Somebody mentioned me like, that shit hard. I'm like, nigga, send me the link. Yeah. yeah. I ain't I ain't heard it from my own self. And then I, I seen it. That shit is going up on World Star. Three weeks, like eight million views. I said, damn, that's fast. See, that mm. makes sense. I didn't even know it leaked because I was trying to add it to our playlist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause I had heard the song and I'm like, where the, where the fuck is it? You know what I mean? Yeah, it ain't it's like, it ain't on it ain't gonna be yeah, on, it ain't like, on nothing yet. It ain't gonna be on nothing yet till tomorrow. Well, till 12 tonight. But this nigga baby tape, man, y'all niggas ain't ready. That shit so far. Or, like I ain't trying to man, that shit hard. Like, no crazy shit. That's fire. It shit hard. Pause. 
Um, <laughs> so, so what else? What else can we look forward to hearing from you in 2018? Man, I got shit coming with PMV, Gucci, Yachty, um, a lot of people, bro. I just be a Millie go lightly. I've been working with her. She's too far. She got a nice voice. Um, she did the song, the first song on Beautiful Thug Girls with Thug. The female that's singing, mm. that's her. Um, bro, I just been working, bro. I just be, you just gotta be in the mix so you can maneuver your beats. That's what I do. You, I go to the studio every single night. You never know who the fuck gonna be in that bitch, and you never know. You never know who gonna be in there. And you never gonna. You never know if they need beats or not. Mm. Or it can be a regular nigga. That just got that he having cash. Hey, bro, I need some beats. Uh, how much you want? Three thousand, five thousand. Okay, and then that's that. That's dope. So I go there every night because you never know who's gonna be there. And I got shit with Trippy Red on the way. Oh, that's right. I got a few songs with Trippy Red and Yachty together. That's dope. So yeah, I just been working, bro, trying to finesse. You gonna be putting out some songs? Am I? Yeah. Yes, I thought about I thought about it coming out with my own tape, but I wanted to be right. Mm. Like I don't want no bullshit. I don't want none of that food. Like I want my shit to be for real, for real. Yeah. Your your beats only. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a few people that collab with me, but other than that, yeah. So I'll what be. you gonna do? Start with some singles. Just work towards the tape and wait on it. I want to work towards the tape, but I I would definitely probably work on the single first. So the single is gonna is gonna bring the attention to me, mm-hmm. and then once the attention is to me, that's when you drop the project. Hell yeah. And then that's when you go into the little press run and all that shit. And then you out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I want to do it the right way, though. Like, I don't want just anybody on that shit. I want the music to sound fine. I was going to do an EP first. Like, maybe five songs. Mm. Get the niggas I know. And then probably bring it to a label or some shit. And then just do it like that. Dope. So I'll be a, the artist... Really be on my DJ Khaled shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Does he make beats? He knows he how. Used to. I know he's a DJ, but he, is he, it just me or do I? No one really knows what DJ Khaled. Well, no, 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 I, I, one I saw an interview yeah. when he was he was on Ebro in the morning, and so he was making a point like he knows how to make beats, and I kind of feel what Khaled. I get it. Once you get in the record industry, you kind of see the bigger picture, mm-hmm. and you see that oh, making beats is just one small part of this entire process. Yeah. And so you start learning the other parts of the process, mm-hmm. and you might get good at other parts of the process. You still don't make beats. Like Khaled was saying, like he might get a beat and think, oh, this person should go on it, but the drums are fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I know who to get to do the drums. Or I do the drums myself. So oh, that's, that's basically together. producing slick yeah. still, even yeah. though he's not just uh. uh. If you bringing it together and making the song, like orchestrating everything, that's producing. Yeah, that's like the old style producing, like yeah. Quincy Jones type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's mm. that's producing a, a record. But those people are needed though. Hell yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Where can we find you on social media, bro? Earl the Pearl with two L's on Pearl on Instagram. Earl the, I think it's. Let me see the Twitter. Um, <laughs> somebody already had Earl the Pearl on Twitter. Yeah, it's two L's. It's two. On Twitter? Yeah. I think it's or an on underscore. Twitter, oh, on on Twitter. Twitter it's, I think it's an underscore in it. Let me see. Yeah, Earl the Pearl, two L's, underscore after that. And then that's it. How'd you get that name? Coach K. Told him my name's Earl. Niggas calling me Earl the Pearl. I just ran with it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Coach K named you? Yeah. Hell yeah. Shit, I wear that nigga motherfucking proudly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's my that's my nigga though. I fuck with Coach K. That's a real nigga too. Tell me one thing you've learned from him. Don't rely on nobody. 
you have to go out there and grind. And you got to be, one thing that this nigga really taught me, you got to be patient. Nothing happens overnight. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I swear to God. You you really got to just, you got to stay down. That's one thing being with QC taught me, period. You got to stay down and don't complain. And just, that's it's hard to do that. Cause he's like, damn, I don't got no money. Ah, I need placements. Ah, it's gonna come. Mm. You just gotta just stay down. What is staying down as a producer? Man, keep working on your craft and wait your turn. <clears throat> wait your turn. Wait to cause your time is gonna come. It's just on you to take it and run with it. So if it pass you up. It's over with for yes. Some people mm-hmm. might not have been patient and would have tried to been buck and find another situation. Because people thought that since I'm I'm with Yachty, that it just I'm automatically on. Hell no, it ain't like that. You gotta work because, like I said earlier, he know me, but these other rap niggas don't know. So it's it's a it's a gamble, it's a competition. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. how it is. You feel like they know you now? Some people, yeah. 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 What's up with Burberry Perry? You work with Burberry Perry? Yeah. That's my that's my nigga. I ain't talked to him in a minute, but you know what I'm saying. Mm, you know what I'm saying. So I don't I I ain't spoke to him in a in a long time. I mean, he told me happy birthday, but phone wise, I seen him in person. I ain't seen him in months, but that's still my nigga. All right. Well, it looks like that's a wrap. Hell yeah, about finished up. Appreciate you pulling up, bro. Most deaf for sure. Thank, Thank you yeah. very much, fam. Appreciate Learned a you. lot. Yep. Hell yeah, another dope episode. 